Welcome to All Places Together. Here we believe that our lives are connected to one another and rooted in God's inclusive and expansive love for diverse creation. I'm Colleen Montgomery, pastor of All Places Together and your podcast host. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Okay, now put on a big smile because it's time to get excited. It's Pride Sunday. Today, All Places Together joins together with over 1,000 Lutheran congregations in celebrating Pride worship. This episode will feel more like traditional worship than normal because we're kind of joining our prayers with all of these other churches and siblings across the church. The materials that we'll be using today were created by the Reverend Margaret Oji and Leon Lacrosse. Reverend Margaret uses pronouns like she, hers, and they and them. Margaret is pastor at First Lutheran Church in Montclair, New Jersey. Before beginning her pastoral work, she worked as a social worker holding a bachelor's degree in social work from Concordia College in Bronxville, New York, and a master's in social work from the University of South Carolina. She grew up in San Diego, California, where she attended Lutheran High School and was first introduced to the Lutheran Church there. She pursued her calling to ministry by attending the Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary in Berkeley, California. Her involvement in her community is noteworthy. She served on the board of directors of Extraordinary Lutheran Ministries from 2019 to 2022, and she made history in 2022 by becoming the first Iranian-American pastor ordained in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. She is also a Montclair Interfaith Clergy Association member and actively participates in local Planned Parenthood's events. Leon LaCrosse uses pronouns like he, him, and they, and them. Leon grew up in the Maryland suburbs of Washington, D.C., and completed his undergraduate degrees at the University of Maryland. After receiving his call to ministry, Leon attended seminary at the Pacific Lutheran Theological Seminary, where he joined the proclaimed community of Extraordinary Lutheran Ministries. He was awarded the Joel R. Workin Scholarship in 2018. After seminary and internship, Leon did clinical pastoral education at UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles, California. He is currently the pastor of Bethel Lutheran Church in Portland, Oregon, and is associate chaplain at Legacy Emanuel Medical Center. Aside from ministry, Leon is a voracious crocheter and once made a batch of apple butter so good his grandmother admitted it was better than hers. Thank you for creating these materials, and thank you, listener, in taking the time to get to know these important pastors in our church. I invite you now to take another deep breath as we enter into a time of prayer and reflection. Called by the Holy Triad, we come together during this season of pride, remembering that pride was a holy protest. 
when met by destruction, devastation, and derision, we are called to hurl bricks of love and justice. We stand firm in our identity of radical invitation, extraordinary hospitality, and audacious love for all our neighbors. In this space, we welcome people of every race, ethnicity, size, ability, sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression, socioeconomic status, and background. We loudly proclaim that we are enough. We are loved extravagantly. We are your rightful heirs to your realm. We come together remembering that God calls us into beloved community with one another. Enter in all you questioners, believers, and questioning believers. Let your hearts and bodies be filled with the wild and untamable spirit of a God that won't be boxed in. Come and worship the God of multitudes and multiplicities. You belong in this place. Let's pray. God, who entices us to live our lives filled with your love and grace, help us to authentically love our neighbors, even when it is hard to do so. We are queerfully and wonderfully made and worth more than a flock of sparrows. Let us stand firm in who we are, beloved sinners, centered misfits, and questioning saints. God, who is generous beyond our comprehension, be with us now and always. Mysterious, promiscuous, and eternal triad, creator, redeemer, and advocate. Amen. Now we'll hear scripture and a reflection by Pastor Margaret. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 10th chapter. A student is not superior to the teacher. The follower is not above the leader. The student should be glad simply to become like the teacher, the follower like the leader. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of the household. Don't let people intimidate you. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, and nothing is hidden that you that will not be made known. What I tell you in darkness, speak in the light. What you hear in private, proclaim from the housetops. Don't fear those who can deprive the body of life but can't destroy the soul. Rather, fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Are not the, sparrow, are not the sparrows sold for pennies? Yet not a single sparrow falls to the ground without your Abba God's knowledge. As for you, every hair of your head has been counted, so don't be afraid of anything. You are worth more than an entire flock of sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before Abba God in heaven. Whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before Abba God in heaven. Don't suppose that I came to bring peace on earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to turn a son against his father, a daughter against her mother, in-law against in-law. One's enemies will be the members of one's own household. Those who love mother or father, daughter or son, more than me are not worthy of me. Those who will not carry with them the instrument of their own death, following in my footsteps, are not worthy of me. You who have found your life will lose it, and you who lose your life for my sake will find it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. 
Let us pray. Dear holy and defiant God, as we celebrate pride in the LGBTQIA community, we ask that you make yourself known through your holy word. We give you thanks, bold creator, for the expansiveness of human expression and persistence of hope over fear. Today, I pray that as these words are spoken, your grace, love, and compassion may be made known to all who hear them. May these words testify to the work you have done and continue to do in us as your people. In your holy and sacred name we pray. Amen. What do, what do discipleship, love, and friendship all have in common? Queerness and Jesus. What a holy pride it is. I recently listened to the podcast Finding Your Way, hosted by Prentice Hempel, and heard an episode that featured Alok. Alok is transgender, an artist, writer, and activist originally from Texas. There is so much to be drawn from this episode. It's rich with authenticity and tenderness, truth and compassion. Prentice begins every episode by asking their guests, where do you see that we are as a culture and society? And Alok responds, I see fear. Now fear is something that all of us are familiar with. It can wiggle its way into our core and into our bones. In Matthew's gospel for today, there is an emphasis on fear. Don't fear those who can deprive the body of life but can't destroy the soul. Rather, fear to the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Are not the sparrows sold for pennies? Yet not a single sparrow falls to the ground without your Abagod's knowledge. Fear is a very primal feeling that was historically necessary for our survival. In today's world, there are so many reasons to be afraid, as shown in the news alone. Fear has become ingrained in our culture. What do we do with fear? It's been used to separate, harm, and divide. Some may think Jesus wants this, but his words should not be misinterpreted. Jesus speaks of division in the gospel, not to promote conflict, but to describe the reality of living in truth. This truth-telling is crucial for people, for queer people, forced to hide their identities. For LGBTQIA folks, living in a world that constantly tells us to be afraid, it becomes that much more imperative that we stand and stand in our truth. In the same way that Martin Luther said, here I stand, I can do no other. Let us reject fear, trust in God, and live into the fullness of who we have been made to be and who we continue to become alongside our Creator. This Pride season, we celebrate the joy we find in queer relationships. Queer relationships are some of the most faithful examples of discipleship that I have seen in my own life. We hear today in the opening verse of the gospel, a student is not superior to the teacher. The follower is not above the leader. The student should be glad simply to become like the teacher, the follower like the leader. And queer relationships that extend beyond the dualistic way that we have been socialized to imagine them, we are each other's teachers. We learn from one another and we grow with one another. We live our lives figuring out and stumbling along together, actively living out what it means to follow the way of Jesus, a way of love and mutuality. 
In their interview, Alok has a word about relationships that we all need to hear. Love is the only thing I have something to say about these days. I used to live in the country of cynicism. I used to say, that's just, that's just a lie. It's a fantasy. What's real is pain and anguish and torment. I feel like discussions of love detracted from the material realities of inequity and justice. But then I met queer people. I really believe friendship is the answer to most of the existential questions in the world. What a friendship is, is the everyday practice of articulating a need and having it met. So for me, what love actually is, is not cocooning people and trying to protect them from pain. My mom, she didn't get curious with me because she couldn't puncture my fantasy world, that she was going to keep me safe. But the way that we keep people safe is not by lying to them. It's by being honest that the world is brittle and callous and crude. And being honest, that we'll always be here. This is discipleship. Showing up, being honest with one another, is an act of love and faithfulness and an example of living as Jesus has taught us to. Jesus, the truth teller. Jesus, the lover. Jesus, the teacher, the crucified and resurrected. I invite all of us to embrace Jesus' call to truth-telling with courage and conviction. Continue to confront the injustices that have kept us from experiencing true joy and celebrate the beauty of queer existence. In doing so, we honor the message of love and inclusivity that Jesus embodied. Friends, there is so much in the world to be afraid of, and there continues to be so much that we can do and should be proud of. In their interview with Prentice Hempel, Alok says this, And so what? Transness, in its most poetic, prophetic role, is a love letter to the world that says love is not use. It is need. It is interconnectivity. It is care. And I think that's why, and that's why I think people are so vehemently opposed to the emergence of transness and specifically gender nonconformity and gender fluidity, because they don't think that they're worthy of that kind of love, because they are defending, as the late Bell Hooks, author Bell Hooks taught us, a definition of love that romanticizes that their parents and their churches and their schools had the right to tell them who they were. Trans people, we say no, they didn't. And that's too heartbreaking to hold for a lot of people. Beloved friends, Alok's words are hard truths for many of us to hear, but words that we need to hear in the same way that we need to hear the hard truth, this gospel message, this message from Jesus. It's a poignant reminder that the peace Jesus brings is not a superficial one that comes from turning away from the truth. It is a deep, transformative peace that requires us to be honest and vulnerable about ourselves and our relationships. It's a peace that comes at a cost, demanding that we confront the uncomfortable realities. Uncomfortable realities that we would rather avoid. But this kind of peace is worth fighting for. 
the kind of peace that heals and restores and brings us closer to wholeness and holiness, the peace that emboldens us to speak our truth even when it's difficult or unpopular. For those who have been marginalized in silence, this kind of peace is a lifeline. It's a reminder that our experiences and voices matter and that we have a right to claim our place in the world. So let us embrace the challenge of pursuing this transformative peace and let us do so with passion and courage. Jesus' message is a powerful call to confront the realities we've been conditioned to ignore. He disrupts the oppressive hierarchies that have kept queer existence hidden and unacknowledged for far too long. By exposing the lies we tell ourselves to avoid discomfort, Jesus leads us on a healing journey. But Jesus's message is not only about pain and struggle. It's also about joy and celebration for queer people who have often been denied the opportunity to live fully and authentically. Jesus's message reminds us that our voices and experiences are valuable and necessary. We have a right to claim our space in the world and to revel in the joy of being who we are, who God has called us to be. So beloved friends, beloved congregations, let us be proud of the way we build relationships and the way we take risks. Let us be proud of how we celebrate and love one another. Let us be proud of our resilience. Let us be proud of our own stories and our own truths. Let us be proud to stand on the shoulders of fabulous and fierce ancestors who marched the streets and protested against hate and brutality. Let us be proud to live in a world where we have the networks of support to fight against injustice, even though it can feel so hard some days. Let us be proud to live out our discipleship by the ways in which we foster queer community. Let us be proud to be free. Amen. Thank you for that powerful message. Now we'll close our time together with some final words of prayer. Beloved siblings in Christ, let our hearts overflow with love and compassion as we enter the world in peace. Let us stand boldly as fierce advocates for our LGBTQIA and BIPOC siblings and all who are marginalized and need inclusion and advocacy. As we depart from this sacred space, let our passion be transformed into action to create a welcoming and affirming community for all. Let our efforts to include and welcome others serve as a shining example of God's love and grace. United by the Spirit, we depart in peace to serve the Creator as one community. Recognize and embrace God's limitless diversity in all that surrounds you and acknowledge that you are made in the image of divine. Go in peace. Share the rainbow tapestry of God's love with all. Thanks be to God.
Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. We hope you experience God's love for you and the world in today's episode. I want to say thank you again to Pastors Margaret and Leon for their work in crafting the worship resources that we use today. I'm excited to be sharing some more of those throughout the week, so be sure that you're following us on either Instagram or Facebook to be able to see those prayers. Now, some very exciting news. A word of congratulations to Bishop-elect Phyllis Milton of the Virginia Synod. She was elected two weekends ago at the Virginia Synod Assembly. You may remember that she joined us here at All Places Together last year on episode 41, Trusting Along the Way. Bishop-elect Milton is the first woman and first person of color to be elected in the Virginia Synod, so this is a beautiful and historic moment for Lutherans here. She begins her term on September 1st. We're so excited to see how God will lead through Bishop-elect Milton. Please keep her in your prayers. Also, y'all, this is the 100th episode of All Places Together. And I think there's really something beautiful and powerful about this episode being one that highlights our connections that we share with the Reconciling in Christ community across the wider church. So I just want to say a word of thank you. Thank you to each person who has even listened to just one episode. Thank you to folks who binge listen to five episodes in a row. And thank you to those who carve a little time each week to listen to this podcast. As always, thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Being church together is so important. Thank you to each and every one of you who gives financially to empower the ongoing work of All Places Together. If you'd like to make a gift, you can go to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Now. Click that button and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Until next time, remember that God is with you and loves you wherever, whoever, and however you are.